Chapter 15 of Aunt Jane's Nieces. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Aunt Jane's Nieces by L. Frank Baum. Chapter 15. Patsy Meets with an Accident. Get out of here, shouted the boy angrily as Patsy appeared at the foot of his stair. I won't, she answered indignantly. I've come to speak to you about the mare, and you'll just treat me decently, or I'll know the reason why. But he didn't wait to hear this explanation. He saw her advancing up the stairs and fled in his usual hasty manner to the hall and up the ladder to the roof. Patsy stepped back into the garden, vexed at his flight, and the next instant she saw him appear upon the sloping roof and start to run down the plank. Even as she looked, the boy slipped, fell headlong, and slid swiftly downward. In a moment, he was over the edge, clutching wildly at the plank, which was a foot or more beyond his reach. Head foremost, he dove into space, but the clutching hand found something at last, the projecting hook of an old eaves truck that had long since been removed, and to this he clung fast in spite of the jerk of his arrested body, which threatened to tear away his grip. But his plight was desperate, nevertheless. He was dangling in space, the hard pavement thirty feet below him, with no possible way of pulling himself up to the roof again, and the hook was so small that there was no place for his other hand. The only way he could cling to it at all was to grasp his wrist with the free hand as a partial relief from the strain upon his arm. "'Hold fast!' called Patsy. "'I'm coming!' She sprang up the steps through the boys' room and into the hallway. There she quickly perceived the ladder and mounted it to the roof. Taking in the situation at a glance, she ran with steady steps down the sloping roof to where the plank lay and stepped out upon it far enough to see the boy dangling beside her. Then she decided instantly what to do. "'Hang on!' she called and returning to the roof, dragged the end of the plank to a position directly over the hook. Then she lay flat upon it, an arm on either side of the plank, and reaching down, seized one of the boy's wrists firmly in each hand. Now, then, she said, let go of the hook. If I do, answered the boy, his face white, upturned to hearers, I'll drag you down with me. No, you won't. I'm very strong, and I'm sure I can save you. Let go, she said imperatively. I'm not afraid to die, replied the boy, his voice full of bitterness. Take away your hands, and I'll drop. But Patsy gripped him more firmly than ever. Don't be a fool, she cried. There is no danger whatever if you do just what I tell you. His eyes met hers in a mute appeal, but suddenly he gained confidence and resolved to trust her. In any event, he could not cling to the hook much longer. He released his hold and swung in midair just beneath the plank where the girl lay holding him by his wrists. Now then, she said quietly, when I lift you up, grab the edges of the plank. Patricia's strength was equal to her courage, and under the excitement of that desperate moment, she did what few other girls of her size could ever have accomplished. She drew the boy up until his eager hands caught the edge of the plank and gripped it firmly. 
Then she released him and crept a little back towards the roof. Now, swing your legs up and you're safe, she cried. He tried to obey, but his strength was failing him, and he could do no more than touch the blank with his toes. Once more, called the girl. This time she caught his feet as they swung upward and drew his legs around the plank. Can you climb up now, she asked anxiously. I'll try, he panted. The plank upon which this little tragedy was being enacted was in full view of the small garden where Aunt Jane loved to sit in her chair and enjoy the flowers and the sunshine. She could not see Kenneth swing at all, but she could see the elevated plank leading from the roof to the oak tree and for several days had been puzzled by its appearance and wondered for what purpose it was there. Today, as she sat talking with John Merrick and Silas Watson, she suddenly gave a cry of surprise, and following her eyes, the two men saw Kenneth step out upon the roof, fall, and slide over the edge. For a moment, all three remained motionless, seized with fear and consternation, and then they saw Patsy appear and run down to the plank. This they watched her move and saw her lie down upon it. "'She's trying to save him. "'He must be caught somewhere,' cried the lawyer, "'and both men started at full speed "'to reach the spot by the roundabout pass through the garden. "'Aunt Jane sat still and watched. "'Suddenly the form of the boy swung into view beneath the plank, "'dangling from the girl's outstretched arms. "'The woman caught her breath, wondering what would happen next. "'Patricia drew him up until he seized the plank with his hands.' Then the girl crept back a little, and as the boy swung his feet upward, she caught him and twined his legs over the plank. And now came the supreme struggle. The girl could do little more to help him. He must manage to clamber upon the top of the plank himself. Ordinarily, Kenneth might have done this easily, but now his nerves were all unstrung, and he was half exhausted by the strain of the past few minutes. Almost he did it, but not quite. The next effort would be even weaker. But now Patricia walked out upon the plank, and Aunt Jane saw her lean down, grasp the boy's collar, and drag him into a position of safety. Bravely done, she murmured. But even as the sound came from her lips, the girl upon the bridge seemed in the exertion of the struggle to lose her balance. She threw out her arms, leaned sideways, and then fell headlong into the chasm and disappeared from view. Aunt Jane's agonized scream brought Phipps running to her side. At a glance, she saw that her mistress had fainted, and looking hastily around to discover the cause, she observed the boy crawl slowly across the plank, reach the tree, and slide down its trunk to pass out of view behind the high hedge. Drat, the boy growled the old servant angrily. He'll be the death of Miss Jane yet. End of chapter 15